0: Today
1: on the TMZ Podcast.
0: Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. And Jason. It's got the twofer again, and we've got a foursome of stories. So, Jason, why don't you kick us off with the enduring legacy of the Depp Herd trial?
1: The question that's really coming out of this, we all know the outcome and, and his great win and her great loss. And the question is, is there a significant impact on the Me Too movement? Is this the end of the Me Too movement? Is just. Just an isolated case where we had what most people think is an unsympathetic uh, female alleged victim who uh, couldn't get the jury on her side and therefore lost this isolated case? Or have we seen a backlash against the five years, right? 2017 through 22. I think that's the yeah, reign of the Me Too movement. Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and then it sort of started it off. And and
0: we, we, we thought there'd be a lasting impact of the we, Me Too movement, we, but we is this now a reset? That's the big question on everyone's mind. It, or was Amber, as you said, just perfectly bad candidate to carry this mantle and it's going to be a one-off? She right. was singularly underrepresented Sympathetic. She actually was lying, according to this jury, uh, and we should just sort of pull that out as an exception and not derail this movement itself. Yeah, I think it's important in these situations when discussing
1: kind of uh, you know overarching issues to just take a step back and to realize the idiosyncrasies that this case had, the particular elements of this case, and what I've been so struck by, and this has been talked about many, many times, but I think it's really come uh, it's it's clarified for me at least is the real dislike that people had for Amber Heard, which by the way, personally, I think a lot of it is unfair. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has been social media spin, but the reality is there. If you look on comments on the YouTube videos that we've put up and other things, it is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is like 90, 95% pro-Johnny Depp, anti-Amber Heard from both men and women alike. So I think it is difficult to draw any conclusion from that, that the Me Too movement has taken a step back. It seems more this is isolated.
0: Yeah, I want to push back a little bit. I think you're right. The way I've been reading these comments is it's, the, the initial read I had was: Is this just you know older white men clinging to their last vestiges of power uh, while the earth uh, moves beneath their feet? And that's what a lot of people said: Like, oh, they're going to naturally be inclined to follow a Johnny Depp because this is the person they can really rally behind to stop the Me Too movement. I don't think that's been what's what we've been seeing. We've been seeing it across the board. That said, I do want I do think this has a real impact on the movement because one of the central tenets of the Me Too movement was believe victims, believe victims. That was, it it was, don't question them, listen to their stories. Uh, You know, there were all these statistics thrown out about 90, more than 99% of the stories are actually based in truth, even if not fully true, have a kernel of truth. And we need to therefore have a presumption that what we're being told by people who say they were abused is true. That was blown up in this case. And and, and you're right. Maybe she's in the uh, 0.01% of people who just absolutely fabricate stories. It, it it was it was so central you know i think of it this way jason i think you know uh, first amendment cases are made by the difficult things that people say not by the easy things that people say so amber yes is a difficult person to situate into the me too movement but that's where the me too movement is the most important right when you have someone who says they're a victim but is necessarily isn't necessarily a sympathetic person uh, are you suggesting that the MeToo movement that the verdict in this
1: case is a reflection on the passing the, uh, of the MeToo movement, or are you saying that the verdict in this case is going to inspire a backlash against Me Too? So, so now we are less likely to believe women going forward because we have an Amber Heard who people didn't
0: believe. I think that's I think that's what I'm saying okay. more is that this will spark a repudiation of the entire movement in a way that it shouldn't. Right? right. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would say that this one-off situation should have. A dramatic impact to reverse the entirety of the Me Too movement. I guess some people would say they disagree yeah, with it. With sure. it, you know, at inception, but that's that's a fringe sort of yeah. uh, element. But I do think it will inspire this. It seems to be a repudiation of that moment in history where we were saying let's believe everyone there are a lot of abusers out there and now we've got to like you know pull the rug up and see all the cockroaches scatter it's not just harvey weinstein and remember the movement got kind of far afield it went into it started with the harvey weinsteins and the bill cosby's but then it got out into the um what's the guy from master of none oh uh Aziz, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari, Aziz Ansari where it started to feel like, has this movement gone too far? Was this just a bad date? And I remember tracing that and I was like, well, at some point it's going to capture someone who doesn't seem to uh, fit into the Me Too movement and there's yeah. going to be a pendulum swing. And I think we're now there. I think it's dangerous for, for you and me as a couple of you know,
1: uh, privileged white dudes Absolutely. to be talking about this necessarily or to taking taking positions. But look, if if those numbers that you sort of threw out, and I granted you weren't being scientific about it, yeah. there's 99% of women should be believed, we know that's not the case, right? It's a larger percentage than 1% where claims are concocted. And there have been enough stories, the Duke Lacrosse story of about 15 years ago, if you remember that, the Tawana Brawley story of 25 years ago, if you remember that. There are enough isolated stories that we know it's greater than 1%. The concern that I have is we know that the vast majority of women who come forward are telling the truth. We know that men have found shelter in the court systems and in their, in their privilege for a long, long time. And if, if we're going to hold up, uh, you know, this one case as the, as the new, the, the, the new beacon, meaning that most women don't tell the truth or that we really need to look with a sideways sideways glance at, at, at women's claims that, that really does do a disservice to the movement and to women everywhere. And it's going to, caused the same problems
0: we had up until a few years ago. Now, I want to talk about Tarana Burke, who is the founder, uh, to the extent there is a founder of the Me Too movement. It is Tarana Burke, who I think initially had the hashtag. She said the outcome, the the notion that the outcome of the Johnny Depp trial would end the movement itself, she said, is nonsense. She said, the Me Too movement isn't dead. The system is dead. This is the same legal system that y'all have been relying on for justice and accountability for decades, to no avail. When you get the verdict you want, the movement works. When you don't, it's dead. She's saying that notion is... Ridiculous. I push back on. You know, we're both lawyers here. I don't think the legal system is dead. I think this is the legal system working now. Whether you like the way the legal system works is an entirely different situation than, than uh, sort of whether it works to me. Right. Well, I mean, the legal system is. You, look, we have a jury system. It has a lot of flaws. It's it, it, it's 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 a the form of justice we've decided to use in this country, though, where we have seven people who are not experts, listen to witnesses and assess their credibility. That is what the jury system is. They got there. You can't say it's wrong. You know what I mean? In the sense that the jury sat there, they didn't believe Amber Heard. Now, it's only seven people, so I don't think it's this grand vindication of Johnny Depp that Johnny Depp wants to say, I've now cleared my name. No, seven people sat in a room and agreed that Amber Heard was lying. That doesn't mean that the entirety of the country, it just means that he won this court case. Um, but I don't also think that it means that the, the jury system doesn't work. I, I think it does work. Yeah.
1: Winston Churchill said about democracy, right? Democracy is a terrible form of government. It's just the best we've got. Yes. The jury system is a terrible fo- form, a terrible way to, to resolve disputes, yeah. but it's the best we've got. And, and obviously these folks, the, the main purpose of a jury is to assess the credibility of of witnesses and their competing testimony. In this case, it was directly competing testimony. He beat me, I never touched her. And the jury has to assess credibility. You certainly don't want to leave it into one person sitting up in a robe Although to assess credibility. Although most of the world does. Most of the world most does. Most of the world
0: does have a judge sit up there and, and assess credibility. Most of credibility. the world
1: also lives under a tyrannical government. That's right. right? I mean, that's not what we want. We want a system where a jury of our peers, people of our peers, assess credibility. And here, they found her totally non-credible. Yep. And that's, we, we live with that. Some people don't don't agree with it. We have people, colleagues of ours here, who are. And outraged yeah. that the jury found found the way they did, and think the jury system should be abolished because of it. Yeah, but, but be careful what you wish be for. If you're for. saying
0: the jury system didn't it failed you here, it's it, it, you know it'll get you the result you want in a lot of other cases. So be careful. Be right. careful about those uh, right. sort of grand sweeping pronouncements. Speaking and, speaking
1: of countries that have not always had a uh, fair and free democracy, although we in the got jury our system, common law
0: system from this place. Uh, but uh, yes,
1: let's talk about the British government. Queen Elizabeth had her had her jubilee, her 70 year anniversary of of uh, the monarchy, which is. pretty... Pretty incredible. I yes. mean, just the fact she's ninety six years old still seems to be completely with it. From all indications, right? She's yeah, had I mean, she's some showing her ailments physically, but, but yeah. it seems that she's still, uh, for what we can tell, mentally completely, out there waving. Yeah, you know, <laughs> doing her queen doing stuff. more than out there waving. She's still being propped up. <laughs> Um, but you know what? One of the things, a few things have come out of this. You know the 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 little boy. What's his name? The uh, the oh brother, uh, Louis Louis, Louis, Louis has waving. stolen the show from his from
0: his great grandmother for right, sure. Right, right, right. He's the, the youngest of Prince William. Right. But the biggest story of the course is the whole thing. I is love this
1: it. is the reunion of Meghan and Harry? They've come back to London. They have uh, celebrated sort of alongside their relatives, the Queen's Jubilee.
0: What, what do you got? There? Yeah. So you know everyone is looking at what's what's interesting to me is the Queen's Jubilee is about her 70 years on the throne. No monarch has you know ruled for 70 years is that
1: true I, any
0: monarch in the world uh, it might be true actually certainly in 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 England, in, in England it is true she's passed Victoria by yeah. she blew past Victoria yeah. uh, i don't know that's true there's probably some sort of like you know baby that was crowned king and, right, and, right, right, and ruled right, right, right. for 80 years in some some country but this is a big deal 70 years yet all the stories are about who who's there and who gets to go t- and sit on the balcony well the biggest one is prince harry and meghan markle they are not on the balcony now, the balcony for a lot of these uh, a lot of the pomp and circumstance we'll Seen seen it. is important, it. Right? Right, right? That's where we're seeing you know, Louis making the faces at the flyovers and so forth. So being on the balcony is an important uh, symbol of the closeness of the royal family. They're not on the balcony. They are uh, watching from the major general's office, which sounds right out of like a Gilbert and, <laughs> and Sullivan, a modern major general. Right. And we uh, they're over there with the other Important people, you know. There's, uh, you know, the queen's other great and great grandchildren, uh, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie. But you know, Harry, you would expect is is a part of the nuclear royal family, and he's not up there. Obviously, there's right. been a lot of friction over over the past well, few years with them leaving the royal family and Meghan and all it's all, all those sorts of things. But right. it's interesting. It's, it's remarkable
1: in that he he was obviously the grandson of of the queen mm-hmm. and was always thought of as being her favorite grandson. Uh, She loved this little guy. He was the precocious one. He
0: He says, Grandma says things to me that she doesn't say to other people. Exactly. They clearly
1: had a special relationship, Mm -hmm. but look, he uh, you know, after he married Meghan, they left the royal family. He still holds some royal title, but not all the royal prerogatives. And one of the prerogatives that he lost was the ability to stand on the balcony for the Jubilee. Yes. And we as Americans kind of laugh at these old traditions. It's very important to the British people, and I think it's very important to Harry. I think Meghan, my guess is, my take is, is Good. We right. don't want to be up there with them, anyway. This gross,
0: old, fussy family. Right. This exactly. Is ridiculous. Right. Yes. And I think it pains Harry to the core. I couldn't agree more. I think this has to nod him. This is his entire existence is built about uh, around the royalty of his blood, and he was left out of one of the biggest celebrations for the royal family in, in years. You only get these jubilees every you know five or ten years, and you know she's getting on in years. This could be the last one. Yeah. I was told by a very good source it was pretty tense today the behind the scenes, apparently there was some disquiet from palace officials that Meghan and Harry turned up apparently 15 minutes late, not for the actual start of the parade, but 15 minutes later than they were supposed to. And apparently it was all quite frosty behind the scenes. And the rest of the family went out in the garden and were milling around and they just disappeared. So there's already a lot of tension there. And the only glue, it seems, in this whole tension is the Queen. Absolutely. And she's now not going to be there. It's a big deal that he's not on the balcony. Now, there is some sort of counter narrative that there's Still warmth left because Queen Elizabeth had not met her youngest grand great-grandchild Lilibet, who yes. is Harry's daughter. He, yes. She had met Archie. Um, but there, there is now there are now reports that she met Lilibet. So that's good that they're still at their core, despite all the palace intrigue and uh-huh. the fact that they operate at a roof. They are a family. And yes. you know, she's not gonna not meet her her blood relative, a yeah. little adorable little girl. So that's nice to hear. But I think there's still a lot of friction. Um, another guy who's not there is obviously Prince Andrew. Right. Well he's a for for accused reasons. of
1: many acts of uh, sex with underage women. Uh, a whole Jeffrey Epstein scandal that he was wrapped up in. It's fascinating so. that he will not have to really face
0: justice, though. It's, it's yeah. interesting to see this in the modern context where people are trying to sue Prince Andrew. People are trying to hold him accountable and charge him with things. But he really operates at a remove from society. It, royals are the last people who are truly above the law. Yes, that's right. right. You that's can't right. capture
1: them. Right. Let's not hold our breath. Prince Andrew will never face a court of law. He will always be allowed to get away with these crimes, these crimes that he committed and who knows may still be committing and uh, it's remarkable it, 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 to, to, to see it in a the man of great privilege and power and they get a little, they get away with things for a long time any questions about the name lilibet at all Do well you, think you know queen, she's
0: it's the closest to the queen right yes yeah right, right, the right, queen right. is i think her nickname on the crown is Lily, lilibet right isn't oh is that right i think so
1: but I, her name's elizabeth and her they named this Eliza- kid officially lilibet it's little elizabeth i think is probably a derivation he's
0: of, brits you know, I, I don't know their nicknames <laughs> Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
1: Let's uh, let's quickly talk about J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Yeah. They, you know, obviously have been house hunting for a long time. They they're clearly, you know, engaged and going to spend the rest of their lives together the mm-hmm. whole thing. And to, uh, you know, formalize that a little bit more, they've been searching for houses and may have actually seized one. They there is a, a good story out there. Their car was spotted at a massive estate in Beverly Hills, moving trucks outside. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten an official word that they, they, they purchased the house, but it's a 60 million dollar house uh formerly owned by James Packard the the uh, Mariah Carey's Ma- paramour yeah Ma- well billionaire Australian yeah. uh, shipping magnet or something or am I, I don't that know I feel
0: like we always default to shipping magnet <laughs> right <laughs> when in doubt we're just gonna, say he owns some ships what uh, uh, we're gonna shipping
1: Got magnet um, but 60 billion dollar house uh, 60 million dollar <laughs> house
0: multi-billionaire
1: James Packer a yeah. uh, hundred multi-hundred millionaire JLo and and Ben Affleck you know who he lived there
0: before Who's that? Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Goodness. Who knew that? Um, they have that Those kind walls of coin, could talk. Huh? It's amazing. Our, uh, I just imagine Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman's house being. You know, miniaturized in some way, like all of the doorways, are like like a hobbit house. Boy, so, oh boy, this is this is really. Going oh no, to I it. don't think that's. I don't think that's negative well, to them. They're well, small people. I don't they, think they, they would are say small we're
1: large. Yeah, but I, I also picture Ria and and Danny <laughs> living in a house with like old newspapers stacked up yes. in every corner and sort of a maze that they have to walk through in order to get from room to room. <laughs> Ria doing the crossword
0: puzzle in the morning right, and a right. breakfast. Yes. Notes? Yes. That's all yes, I have to say. I'm going to get to the
1: 1984 uh, Hollywood Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Report in just a minute. And, and meanwhile, I picture J Lo and Ben having grand open. Weeping, yes.
0: You know, views of everything with yes. with no walls in their house whatsoever. I imagine big law, big tacky lawn ornaments being brought out of these moving trucks. Don't you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I want to see the clash of their styles because I I think of Ben as sort of a Boston guy, yeah, and her as a sort of larger than life, you know, yeah, big style. So I want to see how those two yeah. things really merge. They, they're they're right. going to be married forever and ever,
1: right? This this is this is going to last. Listen, Listen, she's much. been
0: married a number of times, and uh, well, they're they're at the midpoint of life. You don't really want another divorce under your belt, right? I mean, yeah. So so I think. I think they're probably in it for the long haul. We'll see. Uh, let's wrap things up with Nene Leakes. This story, you know, fascinates us
1: because it's a wrinkle in the law, right? She her, she um, began dating uh,
0: a, a gentleman. You, you say his name for uh me. Yeah, so she's no, been dating his name. the husband. Uh, so his name is Nyansala, yeah, I believe. Nyansala. Uh, this is a married man. His yes. his wife is named Malamine Temasio, uh, who has filed a lawsuit against Nene Leaks. Now she filed it in North Carolina. We'll tell you why that's important. But the lawsuit essentially says, Nene, you stole my man. You yes. uh I, I was this was a married man. Uh you started sleeping with him. Uh this was a very public spectacle. You put it all over your Instagram. Uh It started to alienate my husband from me. I can no longer get affection. I can no longer get emotional support. I can no longer get financial support. We have now separated in December, and you owe me, NeNe, not my husband. I can go through a divorce with him, but you have committed— a tort against me. Yeah. You yeah. owed me the duty of not sleeping with my husband. Yeah. And in North Carolina, you can sue over it. What's it like? Jason? Right. So so this old legal adage called the alienation of affection.
1: And to Derek, as Derek just said, it comes when somebody, an interloper, comes into your to your relationship and steals your man or steals your woman from him. You sue them for alienation of affection. Something that It's a w- homewrecker law. That's <laughs> right. what it is. It's a homewrecker law. And, and this this has been this was forever the law in all, I think all 50 states at one point or another other 43 of those states have since gotten rid of their home record their alienation of affection laws and so it is now perfectly legal to pilfer somebody else's spouse yeah but in seven states north carolina being one of them which is why derek made reference to the state north carolina being one of them Alienation of affection laws are still very much on the books. You are allowed to sue for it, and NeNe
0: Leaks is being sued for stealing uh, Melamine's man. Now, we gotta tell you why this is sort of shocking to lawyers, uh, you know, in this day and we, age. When, yeah. we, this day and age, and when you, when you learn about, you know, what you can sue over, one of the first things you have to establish is some sort of duty, right? right? Like, if you go into a store and you slip in the store, the store owed you a duty to not have slippery stores, you can sue them and say, hey, your floor was slippery, I expect to go into a store and be able to walk through the aisles with Without slipping on something, you owe me money because I slipped. Right. With a woman who steals or or, or anyone, a, a person who steals your spouse, that person doesn't owe you anything. Right. They don't owe you a thing. So right. to have a law where all of a sudden they are liable, it, remember the person who owed the duty is the husband. Right. He obviously owed a duty. Of, but there's of, no of some lawsuit sort of law against, against the thing. husband. But there's no That's, lawsuit against the husband.
1: So there's no law that outlaws cheating that's yes. okay that's okay you are just not allowed to steal somebody else's man it's grounds for divorce but it's not right, yes. right and specifically what's happening here is you have to the, the sort of the the impetus behind the law is you can't target somebody else's spouse yes. it's not this is not a law meant for somebody who just has a one-night stand out of a bar because you
0: got drunk that's and had this no is idea that the guy took his wedding r- r- right. ring off that, that's an right. inadvertent way because of cheating yes. what
1: ha- what has to happen here is you have to deprive the mar- the the wronged married spouse of the affection that they would have had, not just for that night, but for all time. The person actually has to leave their spouse or lose affection for their spouse and has to have been targeted by the third party.
0: You have to, have to knowingly do right. it. NeNe to said, I know that guy's a married man, but I'm a steal.
1: So the only other time we've ever seen this during our team's E lives is uh, there's a football player, excellent football player, potential future, future Hall of Famer for the Philadelphia Eagles named Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox was sued in North Carolina mm-hmm. by a man who said that he targeted his wife. He ended up sleeping with his wife and then had the quotes from his wife, which said, this man gives me something you simply could never give me husband. And therefore I want nothing to do with you anymore. I'm going to, I want to go be with Fletcher Cox. She experienced
0: something that she said in text messages. I, you can't give me only Fletcher Cox can give me the satisfaction I need out of my relationship. And therefore I want to leave you. It was pretty stark evidence for a law like this. Right. Is is you you what alienated me? No, we had our problems. No, we didn't have any problems. I just met Fletcher. Right. And Fletcher opened my eyes. Right. That's truly alienation of affection. Because right. if you can but, hide your wife and have her never with right. somebody else, then they don't know what that's. But for Fletcher Cox, they'd still be a happily married couple. But you, Fletcher Cox comes along and he says she says, I don't want you, husband. I want Fletcher. I know. I live in fear of this in my in my marriage because literally, it wouldn't take Fletcher Cox; it would take anyone else, right? And I can't allow. I need Mary to walk through the world like a like a like a Central Park horse with blinders. Do you live in fear of it? Do you live in fear of it? You're like, eh, if it happens, <laughs> I deserve it. it I have sort of like led with my head on, on this in, in my in my time here.
1: So much is going on in the world. Let's just try to show each other a little more love. Okay. <laughs> And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's a lot going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm already out here a uh, husband stiller, And this is too much. And ain't nobody out here stealing husbands. Are they? I, don't think I would never. There's too many going around, honey. There's a lot of single people out here last night. I saw a lot of single people in the building mm-hmm. last night. So um, I don't think it's... Nobody want to steal nobody else's problems.
0: But anyway, it, this is—it's fascinating. Now Nene, for her part, is saying, "I'd never steal somebody's husband. Nobody wants to steal somebody else's problem." She's sort of making a joke yeah. out of, of it, but she's also probably uh, talked with some lawyers who said, "Look, this is a, a a real cause of action here. So we need you to come out and say you didn't intentionally do this." So, so she's doing it in a kind of funny way, and she's saying, "I would never steal we, someone's yeah, husband." Never steal
1: the real—the real defense is they had huge problems. He was going to leave her
0: regardless right. of me. I'm not the cause of it. So the, it's hard were, to win these lawsuits, even varied. in places like North yes. Carolina and Utah where these cause of action still exist. But it's fascinating to see because people are like, look, a homewrecker has done something bad. So there's a yep. visceral feeling that there should be a remedy for, right. for someone who deliberately steals married spouses. But it's odd. Yeah. It's odd. All right,
1: everybody. Thanks very much for joining us. Check out the podcast anywhere you find your podcast uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. We're on YouTube as well. We're on you YouTube. See man. these beautiful faces. Download it there. Take All care. right. Have a great weekend too.